The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Well, welcome, everyone, and so glad that you've agreed to um, participate in our show today. Um, I have been very excited as we are talking with Robin Marvel from Abuse to Power. Robin is reshaping reality. And according to Robin, from any situation in your life, for us to always remember, we have the power of choice. Robin, welcome to our show today. I'm so glad that you're with us. Oh, thank you. It's so great to be here. I was just so impressed as I was reading on your uh, website, robinmarvel.com, for those of you that want to make a note of that, um, because I'm sure you'd want to visit uh, her website later. I was so in, uh, just amazed at um, your life story. You are certainly a person that not only has gone from good to amazing, but gone from abusive um had just a really hard childhood uh, to amazing. And it's just real impressive what you've walked through in your life. So congratulations for moving from victimhood to victor. How in the world did you get it within yourself that that was possible? Well, you know, thank you so much for your kind words. Um, My childhood was, like you said, you know, it's pretty crazy. And I just know that in those moments when I was going through the, you know, the domestic violence between my parents and things like that, I can remember looking at it and, and I didn't like it, you know. So growing up, even though I started kind of um, following the domestic violence pattern, but I started making, um, well, what I would call now not really good positive choices. I remember looking at my life and going, "This is not how I want my story to end. This is not what uh, this is not what I'm writing." And when I learned that I had the power to control my own life and choose my own happiness and make everything happen, all it was all up to me, I was could no longer be the victim. You know, because then I would look at my life and go, okay, this isn't going to work because I'm responsible. And that's really what helped me to shift into a life of motivation and purpose was standing up and taking personal responsibility for my life now. 
Did you have any siblings as you were growing up in that abuse and with the fighting and the struggle and the police and the problems? Did you have siblings that were participating in this as well? Well, I have an older sister and a younger sister, and they were they were right there beside me the whole time. We always were all together, but um, unfortunately, they've really chosen to follow the same path and stay in that pattern and repeat the cycle. They both very much live my childhood to the point where it's like walking through a mirror. If you walk into their lives, the homelessness, the abuse, just the everything, it's, it's really sad, but it's just choices that they've made to keep living that way, and so... Um, that's my sister's. Well, it, it, yes, it, it is unfortunate, but I do think it's important to make the distinction because, uh, you know, we often say that, you know, choice is, is within. So within, then we create it on the outside, you know, of a choice of a different kind of life. Um, as you say on your website, you decided to be the one that broke the chain. And that's so crucial and so relative because you made the choice and you made the decision and others did not. And I think that's important for people to understand because people will say, well, you don't understand, you know, I had this in my childhood and I had that. But yet, because you made a decision for um, a new life, what makes you different than your sisters is is based upon the choices that you have made. And because you could be right there too and fit right into that environment because who's going to call you on it, right? Right, absolutely. You see so many people living through that wounded eye where they say, oh, well, my childhood was rough and my dad was an alcoholic, so that makes sense why I'm an alcoholic and I'm living the lifestyle that I'm living in my 30s. But what I like to tell people is even though you might have been that, you know, that might have happened to you back then, how can you let that be what controls right now? You know, it just it doesn't make much sense to me in the fact that we, we have so much power in the present. So you can't go back and fix that. And, it, and I know that people have had worse childhoods than me, and, and it sucks, you know, that, that you had to go through that. But you really have the opportunity to step out of that wounded eye and really start living your life fully and passionately. And so um, it definitely is up to choice. And, um, you know, you can always, always see as a society makes excuses for these people, too, like you see somebody who is, I'm just going to say, an alcoholic again or something like that, and people say, oh, well, well, she was abused by her dad when she was young, so that makes sense. It's okay that she's like that now. And I get that a lot with workshops and work that I do with other people. Well, they had this happen to them, and so that's why. And so we're so quick to make excuses for these people to make it okay for them to stay stuck in that cycle. And um, so that's why I'm trying to use my story to share with people and say, you know what, even though that happened to you and even though you went through that, you don't have to stay in that. You have no excuse. Yeah, well, and I was uh, telling people in a, in a talk a couple of weeks ago, uh, both in Connecticut and in Harlem as well as in St. Petersburg, that the very interesting thing when we talk about, you know, pursuing like being like that of Jesus, you know, of being a person that is making a difference in the world, when we look at his life story, you know, 85 to 90 percent of where he drew his um, life from was the fact that he was a child of God, you know, and he spent 10 percent on the fact that he had a family, you know, that someone had brought him to this earth. And I think that that's such a, a valuable 
um, sense of enlightenment for people to understand or wrap their head around because so many people in their lives spend so much time about their family and getting approval from their family or getting liked by their family or accepted by their family when it's very ev- evident in the New Testament. I mean, there was even a time where someone pointed out to Jesus, isn't that your mother and isn't that your brother? And he goes, who? You know, who are you talking about? Because there was such a perspective for him that the father and he were one. You know, his creator um, was the significance in his life that he drew his energy. And obviously, you have done the same, reverent, uh, pertinent to your own life story. What's interesting is when we talk about the the wounds of our lives, that they become then our sacred story and then they offer our sacred gifts – don't you offer um, various books which help children now with their problems and how to be empowered in the world? Tell us about your work with kids. Well, I absolutely do, and that's really um, a lot of what started my journey in my writing books. What I wanted, I grew up with very low self-esteem. I watched the women in my life, and they did not think they were worth anything, and they stayed in these in this victim situations and there was no power they had they did not hold their own power at all it was given away to everybody everywhere and so growing up um living that way I decided when I had my daughter I said I don't want my daughter to live that same way I want to show her how powerful she is right now in her childhood so she can grow up and be this very empowered strong human being changing the world and so I decided I wanted to give something to these kids that would help build their self-esteem give them a sense of confidence and teach them awareness of, you know, the, the world's so big, there's so much out there. I wanted to be able to share that with them. So, um, you know, I homeschool my girls. I couldn't find a book like that to, for them to do. So I said, you know what, I'm going to write it. And so I contacted a publisher, and, and I had great response, and, and the book came out. But the, what's so cool about this book is that it's a workbook. So it's actually the, the children getting involved in their own empowerment of their own lives. And it's very hands-on, and it's very motivating, and it's got great projects in it. And just really, my whole goal was to help build their self-esteem and then be able to, like I said, take a hold of their own lives at a young age. Um, Give us a couple of examples, you know, for our listeners of how you've able to offer in the workbook ideas that would help the kids to build their self-esteem. Well, a lot of the workbook is on, um, there's various chapters, but one chapter is called Creating Your Life, and it teaches them about, um, you know, not getting caught up in the, I don't know why, got caught up in the drama of, you know, everybody fighting to be the best, and and if you're different, you know, you're kind of an outcast, you're, you've got to kind of fit into this mold, and it's really about them finding them true selves, and it's about finding things that they find beautiful within because when I first started out on this journey I had to learn to love myself I didn't have that and I never learned it and I just it wasn't there so I had to really work hard on that in order to become the person I am today so I would write I love you on the mirror and tape it to my mirror and keep it in my pocket and every time I would look in the mirror I would say I love you and and I'd have to calm that negative mind chatter well I think that happens a lot with kids too especially these days I mean I you hear so much about it going on with the bullying and everything else so I thought well if I could teach these these kids to look at themselves and see their uniqueness and their beauty and how powerful it really is and how amazing they are just in every little tiny step that they take and have them know that as a truth and to be a belief of theirs, then, then that's just really something that I wanted to be able to give. 
And so um, I teach about affirmations in there and creating your life through vision boards and, and things like that that are just really simple, fun activities that, that build in a sense of accomplishment. Uh, Robin's book, um, for all of you that are listening, is entitled Awakening Consciousness. And she has a girl's guide and a boy's guide. And such uh, important work and so needed uh, in our times today uh, because the children are born even more evolved than even in our generations. And for them to uh, be able to be different, be unique, be the indigo children, to use their intuition and their gifts, it's so important that we're able to offer an environment to honor uh, honor them, and at the same time, uh, be a role model. And that's so neat of what you were able to do from having the birth of your daughter to take advantage of that, that not only were you, you know, offering these kind of insights to her as she was developing, but that you were offering them to yourself, which is pretty powerful. I think one of the things that um, people don't seem to realize is that we look for instant gratification, I found this for myself. I'm coming up on 25 years of sobriety. And when I first started waking up from that, you know, medicated, uh, medicated place of alcoholism, um, my self-esteem was really low. I had been a successful athlete. I'd been successful in business and had a lot of the external things. But inside, I, I wasn't secure at all. You know, I had the emotional system of like a 12 or 13-year-old. And what I did was, for like four years, wrote down every day 50 things I loved about myself. And that was not a fun exercise when I first started out because I didn't really, you know, it was hard to think of anything much. But then after time went on, it became it became more natural. And then it became more integrated. And then it became real. And then it became my truth. And esteem is is the key to everything, relationship, being successful in business, uh, having co-workers that admire you and support you and, and want greater things for you. I mean, if you look at the the core issue of every person's problem, especially relationship-oriented, I bet you would agree with me, uh, Robin, that it's, a, it's an esteem issue. Absolutely. We set a lot of the, you know, a lot of the standards in our relationships based off of what we think of ourselves. And so if we have that low self-esteem, we're going to allow ourselves to be abused. We're going to give our power away and we're not going to, we're not going to live a healthy, happy lifestyle because we're not going to think we're worth it. And, and that's really the bottom line. I mean, what do you think you're worth? So I absolutely agree with you. Nor do we feel like we have a, a voice in, um, teaching people how to treat us. And and she, it's, it's every day, you know, that you have the opportunity to either share an insight with a close relationship in your life or to state what it is that you want or to ask the universe for, uh, for something that you're ready to receive. I mean, it all, it all ties in. Did you yeah, do uh, various therapy or uh, were there two or three top things that, you know, aside from the awareness of having a child and going, wow, you know, I need to break this chain and I need to make new choices. Did you do specific things that helped you? Because you did come from such a tough place in your life. 
You know, I really um, worked on, the, the number one thing I did was I would read this book called Choosing Happiness. And this was really, I think, the, you know, where the fire got sparked because I read that book and for the first time in my life, I realized that I was in control. And I know that that might sound weird to some people because they think, well, everybody knows that, but I didn't because I'd always watched. Everything in my life had always been, life happens to you. Poor me. My mom's always been a victim. It's always been, you know, life's out to get me. It's just, it's just rough. That's just the way life is. And so when I was able to read that book, Choosing Happiness, it blew my mind. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, game on. I'm taking control of this. And I had to learn I had to learn self-respect, and I had to learn to love myself. And that was the critical, the, the most critical thing I did was do that because that gave me the power to keep stepping forward. And there are days that, that I have that were off, and I still have days where I'm off, and I'm like, oh, you know, today's rough, and then I have to realize what a privilege it is to be alive, and I have to remind myself of how amazing life is and how I get to pick how I spend the rest of my day. And I'm able to shift my moods. But, you know, when I, when I would slip back, I always would get right back up. And I think that that's what happens a lot of times in people that are healing and moving forward and trying to get out of these cycles. They get to a certain point and they kind of get stuck or they slide backwards and they have an off day and they give up. And I just want to tell people that, you know, I have that too, but it's all in the getting back up and the keep on going because it's a, it's a process. It's a lifetime process. You have to choose to live this life of motivation and purpose and, and live a life that you want to live. Otherwise, you know, you could very easily go back to that cycle, and it's just all about perseverance and just keep moving forward and keep taking those steps because each step you take is one step closer to breaking free from all of this, all of this stuff that you don't want to be a part of anymore. And you're, you're so right. It's, it's a daily thing to be able to focus on, am I focusing on what's working, what's joyful, what I feel good about, what I'm grateful for, what I love, what I'm looking to see that I haven't seen yet. You know, the mystery of God unraveling before me. Is that my focus? Or am I focusing on, oh my gosh, this isn't working. Why did that happen? It's always um, a daily thing. And it's... It, it's not that it's even effort or work. It's exciting um, to live in a realm of um, being in, not in control, but realizing that um, you're co-creating your universe at, at any given time. Well, it's such a pleasure to have you on, on the show today. I want to remind everybody that you're listening to Robin Marvel. It's robinmarvel.com. She has an amazing story that's listed on her website about all the things she's overcome from her childhood and how she's used it to be a difference maker in the world. I'm Temple Hayes, and you're joining us on From Good to Amazing. Thank all of you for for your continuous support for Unity Online Radio. We offer much-needed conversations, tools rather than rules that impact the world and make the world a more wonderful and positive place. We'll be right back after this short break. Unity Online Radio is affiliated with Unity. 
a nonprofit organization specializing in prayer, publishing, and spiritual education. If you enjoy our programming and would like to support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now to make a contribution. You can make a one-time or recurring monthly donation. Thank you. Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there, and we hope you join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Thank you, everyone, for participating today. Those of you that are at a place in your life that you've said, wow, I keep finding myself in the same uh, familiar circumstances. Um, I know that I need to work on my self-esteem and how I think of myself, and I could certainly work on more inner love in my life. If you are also a parent or know someone that is a parent, the, the guest today, Robin Marvel, author and motivational speaker is definitely um, someone that has a broad range, not only in her own personal experience. I think that we're all impacted when we are talking to somebody that truly came from the story that they're talking about rather than you know listening to two CDs and then writing a book. Robin has lived the life of uh, hardship and challenge and has taken that information and created Awakening Consciousness uh, Guides for Girls and Boys that help develop them as well as uh, reshaping reality. Uh, creating your life. Um, Robin, it's just great having you today. I I have to say, when I was reading your story on the website, 
it made me cry, and it also brought up a lot about uh, my own life. And no, I don't say that to every guest on the show. It really did make me cry just knowing um, what your day-to-day life was like, the the not feeling safe, the never knowing from one day to the next if you were going to be in the gutter or, or in the ditch or if you're going to be kidnapped by your father and just... And, and um, not that it needs to be about me, but it, it stirred up the, gosh, you know, I felt that way. Oh, my gosh, I, I didn't feel safe half the time. And it's no secret that, you know, up till I was 45 years old, I would always tell my parents I thought I was adopted. It's like, who are you people, you know? I really did. I felt like I was adopted. Um, and that sounds so... Uh, mean or whatever, but I really did feel so different, you know, like I didn't feel like I resonated or could connect with any of, you know, the members of, of my family. So, but you work with people and teaching them ways to just start right now reshaping your reality. And I, I think that's important. Just like the moment when you had, you realized you were pregnant, you said, this is the day my life is changing and to me that's the excitement of the unity message it's why i do what i do and getting this message uh, from good to amazing from good to amazing is that one day somebody decides you know my life has been pretty good but starting now it's going to be an amazing life and it's a choice that that's a defining day and what i say to people is life creates based on what life is not what life was you start now right i mean that's Absolutely. that's where we reshape our our reality is starting today everything we've done up till now has brought us to this place of readiness to start today and in your um, material reshaping reality in your book as well as participating in your blog you talk about uh, various steps that you can take and one of them that I love that you have that's just so powerful is refuse to gossip. Absolutely. That is, yep. if people only knew how powerful that is, that if you want to be small in the world, talk about other people. Absolutely. You know, so it's so easy to get caught up in that drama, and especially, you know, in your own or in your town, or it doesn't really matter, your workplace, whatever it is. And we find ourselves doing this from such a young age. You know, we listen to our parents do it. We listen to the teachers at school do it. We li- it's just so, so much of our life is spent watching people gossip, and then we, in turn, gossip about other people. But when we're able to let that go and realize, let's focus on my own life. I don't care what so-and-so's doing or what so-and-so did yesterday or whatever the story is. It means nothing to my life right now. All I care about is the positive direction that I'm moving in, and, and I don't feel the need to gossip about other people. And I think that that just frees me so much. It, I, I learned to say um, many years ago, if I can't say it in front of you, then I don't want to say it. And as a frame of reference, if I'm talking to someone about something and another person, you know, comes up, then I'm very quick to say, you know what, Um, I'm going to say this to you, you know, about Joe, but I'm also going to let you know, as soon as we get finished, I'm going to let Joe know that I've said this. 
is just so important. I, I heard a long time ago that small people talk about other people. Uh, ordinary people talk about events. But extraordinary people talk about extraordinary things. And that, as I measure people that I know that are successful, and, and that means a broad range of success, the ability to co-create with the universe, dynamic results of joy, happiness, uh, financial wealth, uh, their right and perfect mate, etc. That those are people that they do not get engaged in water fountain gossip and talk uh, ever, you know. Right. So, yeah, it, you know, you just have to realize that, to me, I would rather spend time building up other people and focusing on a positive direction and, you know, bringing the positivity. I don't want to be that person who sits in a circle and, and brings down and gossip. I mean, I don't know. I have a sense of it. That's the thing I guess, you know, feel about bullying. I'm like, why? It just doesn't, you know, life is so big and so full of amazing, awesome things and opportunities. Why would you want to waste your time being in that negative space? So, you know, that that's why I put that one on there. And if in believing in cause and effect, if you're talking about someone, <laughs> you can be guaranteed <laughs> that somewhere you're creating the effect of somebody is truly talking about you. So in a less than negative way. I also like the insight that you have, do not sacrifice who you are to fit in. One of my mentors um, many years ago used to say, don't ever sacrifice principle, not even on a special occasion. And I, that's a powerful statement. Um, it always comes back to bite you, doesn't it, Robin? Oh, it does, absolutely. You know, it's so important to me to um, encourage people to be true to who they are because it's so easy to get wrapped up in trying to outdo everyone and our ego mindset kind of takes over and, you know, we're like, oh, we have to be the best and we have to be number one and, if, and it doesn't mean, if we, it doesn't matter if we're true to ourselves or not as long as everyone's looking at us and going, oh, look what so-and-so has and look what so-and-so's done. And, you know, so, so we really will try to fit into that mold and I, and I see this all the time. I live in a really small town, and it is extremely prevalent here in my area where people are constantly trying to be like one another. And if you're a little bit outside the box, then, then you're attacked. And I've went through this myself with homeschooling my kids. I've been called all sorts of things. And, and, I mean, people have went to my mom's house and say they fear for the safety of my children because I do things a different way than, than the mainstream of, um, of the area. And so it's really... Um, something that's very important to me that people know. Being true to who you are, you're free to live your life any way you want. Just because it's not their way doesn't mean it's a wrong way. The same with you're living. It doesn't mean that the way other people are living is, is wrong. But, you know, life's so big, we have the opportunity to do whatever we want. And so we each have our choices, and everyone can live happy and peacefully doing their own thing and leave everyone else alone. And what's so interesting is, is that and what the blessing is, is that you happen to be a person with self-esteem, which is kind of the premise of what we're talking about in this whole conversation. For you to be an amazing person, one must develop self-esteem. I care enough about myself that I'm willing to look at this situation and the circumstance. But in a lot of situations, when people are looking for that approval from other people, giving the example that you just did of the way that you choose to raise their children... I mean, who 
who would ever, you know, feel like they had uh, a place that they would be able to speak to that? <laughs> because, you know, education-wise, we're, we're not doing a great job out there with our kids. There's something that's definitely not working uh, that no longer works in the system. So one would think that when someone like yourself comes along or Larry, Lori Dessa tells another friend of mine that's written a book about, you know, what we need to do to improve our educational system, that people would be open and excited, but people project fear about yeah, something that they don't, they just project that fear, don't they? Oh, they absolutely do. They, they don't, if they don't know about it, they reject it instantly and they attack, you know, because they are scared of it and people are very intimidated and I'm just speaking from my experience. I'm not saying this is the way it is everywhere, but like in my general area, people are very threatened by people of power and, and I'm not talking about financial power or anything. I'm talking about like people who have self-esteem and will stand up and let their voice be heard and will be confident in who they are and the choices they're making in their life. It's, people take it as a direct threat against them. And so, you know, so it just snowballs into a huge drama fest, I guess I want to say. So so I absolutely, you know, think that with people standing up and not fitting in with the crowd, it's really important. And I agree with you with the school and um, things like that. Well, you know, my hat goes out to you that you're, that you're standing by what you believe and that you're, you know, doing it your own way. Um, and that you're willing to to stand grounded in that. And um, I'm convinced that part of the reason that we have so many issues in our society today is we have lowered our standards uh, time and time again. I mean, even people that are in New Thought, in Unity, or in spiritual Centers for Spiritual Living, you know, back in the early days of the Fillmore's, they, they just really held their ground. You know, this is the way it is, folks. You know, you can change your life. You can heal your life. You can make a difference. And um, I think it's important that people continue to be role models and leaders um, and not watering down, you know, what they believe and how they can impact their communities. Uh, one of the things that you also say is is to clearly welcome new opportunities into your life. Um, allow the new to come in. And um, why is it you think people resist the new? Well, I think it's from what the same reason what we were just talking about. I think that people are scared of what they don't know. And it's very easy to stay stuck in and what you know, you know, it's comfortable, and, and you see this all the time in, in life where it's just, it's just easier to go with the flow and stay with where you're at. So to step outside of it and expand who you are and, and go and do something that you've never done before and face your fears and just really welcome in these new opportunities that are surrounding us everywhere, we're, we're scared we might fail. We're scared people might talk about us. We're scared, you know, we can come up with a million different things that the reason why we can, it's easier to stay. So I absolutely think that people worry about the new and, and aren't so quick to jump, you know, take that big leap because of these fears that they've self-created fears within themselves. And it's very interesting because if we don't allow ourselves to emerge in what we were birthed to be, we have failed. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. we're, avoid, yeah. we're, avoid, we're avoiding the possibility of, of failure when all the while we already have. Uh, because we're not being true to ourselves. So it's so interesting, the insanity 
uh, the, the confusion, you know, of illusion that we get into, isn't it? It's just really um, it is really odd. It, it's really some learned behavior. You know, we're taught from such a young age these beliefs, and, and they're so ingrained in us, and now we're all unlearning them, so to speak, and it's just opened up such an amazing world. And just, you know, seeing eyes wide open, is, is just, it's just fantastic. Exciting times you're living in, isn't it? Yeah. Now, um, so when individuals purchase your your book, is there a, a follow through, Robin? I mean, what does that tell our audience of the various programs that you offer and, and what that looks like? Well, I offer um, I offer a newsletter on my website. I also offer workshops. I go all over the country and do. Um, different workshops, Reshaping Reality, Chakra Sizing Spirit, um, all sorts of fun, hands-on workshops that help you to start, you know, dealing with the empowerment of your own life. I also do a lot of one-on-one sessions um, online a lot of times because of the areas that I live in. You know, I'm not really, um, it makes it easier for people to get to me. And um, when they're when they're getting my book, there's absolutely the opportunity to email me and ask questions, and I'm always here to help because that's why I do this. I want to be able to share my story with people and say, you know, I've been there. I've done this. If I can get through it, you can get through it. Let me help you. Here's some tools I use because every every single tool in my book is something that I have used just in my own life. Like it's not just something I researched or read somewhere and thought, oh, I'll throw this in. These are things that really helped me to get to the point in my life that I'm at right now and continue to propel me to the next point in my life. And so I wanted to be able to share those with people and say, use them if you need them, tune them to your life, fine-tune them to your life, and let me be that, let me be that helping hand. My hand is out. So um, that, that's really the purpose of my book. I, I love part of um, the work that you've become aware of in your own life is, is called acceptance of others. Um, I like to call it the new serenity prayer. And um, I, if you haven't heard this, you I'm sure you would enjoy it. God grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change, the courage to change the one I can, and the wisdom to know it's me. Isn't that nice? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> I very heard that, yeah. That's very yeah. nice, and it, it doesn't belong to me. I picked it up somewhere, so feel free to use it. Um, and even if I did make it up, I'd be glad to see it going around. It's so profound. <laughs> it really really makes you think. But uh, I was actually part of a conversation with somebody today, this morning about this very thing, about um, how uh, it's easy to get hooked into spending a portion of your life trying to understand People trying to understand the behavior of others, wishing for people, people that you know, that they would do something different than what it is that they're doing. And what we don't seem to understand is anytime that's our perception of what we are seeing or putting onto that person, it's really that we're talking about ourselves. And you obviously stepped into that when you had your aha moment, um, and it was life-altering for you, wasn't it? It was, and, you know, I have on my blog, I actually just wrote something about acceptance because I think that a big portion of my life has been spent trying to understand people, like you were just saying, and I've put so much into it, and I, you can just get so frustrated because you're just like, why are they doing that? That doesn't make sense, and 
I had to realize, I came to the realization um, that it's not so much about being able, it's not important for me to understand people and make sense of what they're doing. It's important for me to accept them because we're each walking this path. And the choices that they're making and the things that they're doing are what they know. And they're their truth and it's their life. And I just think that being able to accept it and go, I'm not saying you have to agree with it because I don't agree with it, um, some things, you know. But if I'm able to look at it and go, you know what, that's their way, that's their life, and that's okay because I'm living my way in my life and I just have to let it go, accept and let go. And that was definitely a freeing moment in my own life. And I still go through this. Some days I get so frustrated with um, – example my sisters and I'll say I don't get it you know and I and then I have to step back and go you know what accept accept that 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 you know this is their path these are their lessons these are their choices you can't change them all you can do is accept and let go and and that's just something that's been really powerful in my own life that's a real powerful all the way around and it's powerful enough that I think that we want to continue this conversation when we come back from break. Um, I'm Temple Hayes and you're listening to the show um, from Good to Amazing. And I want to remind everybody of the cruise that we're going to be taking in November from November the 10th to the 17th of the Norwegian Cruise Line. Um, I've been on many cruises in my life, and this is by far uh, going to be one of the best. Plus, you get the opportunity to be in these types of conversations as you choose to. We'll be right back after break, and we're talking to Robin Marvel, and we're going to talk more about acceptance and what that looks like. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on shop. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. 
we will discuss through lecture, live interviews, and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone. And we've had the pleasure today of listening to Robin Marvel. Her website is robinmarvel.com. You can find out about the books that she offers, the workbook guides for children. Robin Marvel has lived the story that she tells today about reshaping reality. The other wonderful thing that I thought you would like to know about Robin is she is the mother, she and her husband, are the parents of five daughters and all doing well and living their self-esteem, ranging from the age of one to 16. Wow, Robin, you go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm the lucky one, really. That is such a a wonderful thing. So you're getting prime opportunity to to practice what you're teaching with this workbook guide of awakening consciousness all the time, aren't you? Well, absolutely, and I do. I use a lot of the um, exercises, pretty much all of them, actually, with my daughters. And so it's been, um, it was really easy to write because of that. I was able just to go to the girls and, you know, practice on them. Well, they're beautiful. I'm just looking at three of their photos and um, just amazing kids. So great job for you. you. I mean, my hat truly goes off to you and I really admire that. I I didn't have uh, children um, I always said if they say what goes around comes around, um, I didn't want to get mine back. <laughs> I, I had a tough go with my parents when I was little because I used to go, God, you guys just really don't know what this is about, do you? But as I as I got older, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, put them through some interesting times of sometimes not even knowing if I was dead or alive or coming to pick me up at jail from you know, a crazy night of drinking and, and driving my car, um, places you're not supposed to go. I'm really the one that gave people the idea of the uh, off-road terrain vehicles. I just don't get the credit. <laughs> but we live and learn, right? We live and learn. Absolutely. That's, that's what it's all about. The subject matter that we were talking about before we went to break is a subject called acceptance. And... Um, 
I think that sometimes confuse that along with when we talk about forgiveness is we're not talking about um, accepting an action of wrongdoing. Um, we're not we're not talking about that. We're talking about when we start delving into the psychological makeup of, of individuals or wishing something different for them than what they're choosing themselves. And so we were talking about that and and Robin you said you you know you got to the place where you just realized that when you were focusing on others that was convenient because you were no longer focusing on yourself. Um, talk about that a little bit in your kind of your awareness around acceptance. Well, you know, I um, you spoke about forgiveness, and a lot of people always ask me, you know, are you are you mad at your mom? Are you mad at your dad? And I'm always saying, no, I don't. I don't hold any kind of animosity for my childhood at all. I really don't. I've I've let that go a long time ago, and a lot of that is through this acceptance because being able to just realize that they did the best that they could back then. They you know, they were trying, they were doing what they knew. And so for me to live in my now and go, oh, I'm so pissed at them, I'm so mad, I can't believe they did this, would would just be a waste of my time and energy altogether. And with acceptance, I'm able to look at the situation and go, I don't like that I watched my dad break my mom's jaw in the bathroom sink and him kidnap me and we stayed in the car for five days. I don't like a lot of the things that happened. But I can accept it as a point of growth for me. And that was something huge for me was to go back and into my childhood and look at these situations that I was holding on to and that I could be angry about and that could just, you know, I could use it as an excuse in my present to bring myself down and go, well, that's okay because that happened in my childhood. I could look at those situations and go, I accept what happened and I want to see it for the lesson that it was, no matter how old I was, hug that little child that I was back then and realize that's not who I am now and let it go. And so I think that that was something that, that's been very powerful in my life and moving forward. And because you're able to do that, you actually were able to transcend the situation from a bad circumstance to a new reality and therefore offer gifts of insight that would help others. Because so many people have gone through um, not necessarily the same, but challenging experiences like you have or, or like I did. And and right. yet, um, we get to a place where it, it's like, okay, folks, let's be real. I mean, you get to a certain age, it's like grow up and get out, grow out, you know, uh, <laughs> and no longer blame anyone for anything. Just accept uh, that you are co-creating all the time, you know, various parts of your life and Free those parents up or those guardians after a while. You know, it's just like enough already. Um, In the level of acceptance, also, I think it's important when we're holding a vision for someone else, uh, for something that they don't really desire to seemingly desire to have in their lives, it's, it's part of, in some subtle ways, of continuing a dysfunction. Because uh, when we're projecting on uh, to others some type of potentiality that they may or may not ever be interested in, it's really convenient for us because it's keeping us sidetracked from fulfilling our own potential, isn't it? Yeah, it lets us focus on, like you said, focus on something else so we don't have to look at our own situation and move forward in our own lives because we can just keep saying, 
keep finding something wrong in someone else's life and try to fix that, and that way we don't have to face our own reality and take personal responsibility for right now in our own lives. I just I love the various tools that, that you offer. Um, what are some of the um, teachings that you offer um, parents to be role models for their kids? Are there some specific insights that you offer them? Well, you know, I'm really big on, um, you know, being true, being a true role model. I, you can't stand and tell your child, you know, be confident, love yourself, you're perfect just the way you are no matter what size or shape you are, and then say, oh, i got to get Weight Watchers meeting. You know, you can't, you have to be very, this is, to me this is very important, you have to be, you have to talk your talk, you know, or walk your walk, whatever they say. You cannot just talk about it. You have to actually do it. And that is hard for a lot of parents because a lot of people are in the situation where they say, do what I say, not what I do. But our kids are like giant sponges, and they're learning every single thing that we do. They're learning, and they're taking a little piece of that, and they're, you know, they're going to turn it into their own perception. And if they're seeing you hating yourself, they're going to pick up on that, and that's going to have a detrimental effect on who they think that they are. And we have that power. I mean, we're, we are in such a powerful position as a parent. But I also think something that's very important, and as I do with my own growth, is treating your child with respect. Like, these children are so amazing. They are so smart, and they have so much going on in their brains, and they have so much to offer you. But we're so busy talking at them that we forget to listen to them. And I think that in, in my life, that's something that's just been amazing to me, is to be able, and I'm not saying be your kid's friend and don't have rules. I absolutely have rules, and there are there's definite things. But I rarely have to get after my kids for stepping out of line. It's, it's very rare because they are so in tune with who they are and with the self-respect and with respect for me because of the level of respect I give. It really makes a huge difference. I love the uh, the writing of Khalil Gibran, and I love the um, the idea around uh, parenting and children. And when the woman says, you know, speak to us of children, he says um, that a parent can seek to be like the child, but seek not to make the child like them. And that is so empowering because that's what happens a lot of times is parents project onto the little ones who they are, who they don't want to be, you know, one or the other, mm-hmm. <laughs> rather yeah. than um, than holding a space of the child becoming, you know, dynamic and great and wonderful or whatever their gifts and talents may be. And um, it's just a real powerful um, writing. And those of you that haven't, uh, read it, you can Google Khalil Gibran, the children. It's a beautiful thing. I always use it when doing christenings or if I'm sending someone a gift that's a recent parent because it says that your your children come through you but not from you. They're the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. Isn't that powerful? It, it is, and it's so true because and um, I talk about this a little book, a bit of my book, Receiving Reality, about how parents mold their children into being something that they want them to be and they forget about their shine. And I really went through this with my oldest daughter. She was in public school until sixth grade. That's when I took her out. But she had a friend come over who was just would cry and say this was her safe place because her parents wanted her to be the popular girl and play the sports. And she just wanted to have fun and be goofy. And she was not allowed to be goofy. And, 
you know, they were really hard on her about her weight and taking her to the tanner. And, I mean, this is a sixth grade little girl. And I, so I seen it. I, it was, it was hard to watch as this little girl was being shifted away from being her individual, unique, amazing self and, and molded into this, um, cookie cutter type child for, to fit into society. And so that, I mean, I just, I really like what you're, what you're saying there because it is just so important for people to see that. Well, Robin, I like what you've been saying today, too, and I'm just very impressed with the work that you're doing. And, again, we didn't take the time in our our show today to read your story, but I'd really ask our listeners to go back and read the story of Robin's life and what she's been able to do and transcend and transform um, a reality which has led her to be... um, an author, a successful one, reshaping reality, teaching workshop and programs for kids, and, and being a, a motivational speaker throughout the globe. So her website is robinmarvel.com. I want to thank everyone for listening and also for um, sharing today's message with your friends and, and connections, a much-needed message for today's times. Again, thank you for joining us on From Good to Amazing. Um, And thank you for participating in our show, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power. For out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. 
Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.